Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hello, Andrew. Hey, Edwin. Good to see you, brother. Good to see you on this bonus week of Text Talk. Bonus Thursday of Text Talk. The bonus week is slowly winding down, or or quickly winding down. I'm not sure... How folks out there are viewing it. But I do know that we're launching a new season on Monday. Monday. Going to be going through the works of John in yes. the New Testament. Yes. And so starting with the Gospel of John on Monday. That's exciting. I am actually presently even teaching a Bible class on the Gospel of John. I have called it Meeting Jesus Again for the First Time. All of this is going together. What As we read through the Gospel of John, there's going to be a whole lot of who is Jesus what are we supposed to think of him? How are we supposed to respond to the things he does? And just realizing, answering those questions, who is this guy that came into the world? I mean, which prophet is he? Is he a messiah? Is he a false teacher? Is he a true prophet, a false prophet? Is he possessed by demons or does he have the spirit of God? Those are all the kinds of things that our author John is going to be answering for mm-hmm. us as we walk through that that gospel. Well, we've been spending a little extra time in the uh, studio here getting some of those recorded, and uh, I feel real good about them. So I hope that you will plan to be with us on Monday. Yes, I'm looking forward to that. Today is Thursday, September 7th, which I think is a big day for you well, yes. in faith. In faith. <laughs> uh, we'll say this while we're gonna recording. Be going to be heading to uh, Tanzania yes. for about uh, three weeks of preaching in Tanzania as well as Malawi. It's, it's amazing that you're able to get that microphone working on the airplane, but here we are. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's, it's amazing you're doing this as well while you're driving me to the airport. <laughs> uh, well, I, I watch would... out! Don't swerve. <laughs> Stop texting. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, I'm praying for that trip. Going to be spending some time praying for you on that. But today, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about Psalm 106, and you're going to read for us from what translation? I have the New International Version here. Psalm 106. Praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Who can proclaim the mighty acts of the Lord or fully declare his praise? Blessed are they who maintain justice, who constantly do what is right. Remember me, O Lord, when you show favor to your people. Come to my aid when you save them, that I may enjoy the prosperity of your chosen ones, that I may share in the joy of your nation and join your inheritance in giving praise. We have sinned, even as our fathers did, we have done wrong and acted wickedly. When our fathers were in Egypt, they gave no thought to your miracles. They did not remember your many kindnesses, and they rebelled by the sea, the Red Sea. Yet he saved them for his name's sake, to make his mighty power known. He rebuked the Red Sea, and it dried up. He led them through the depths as through a desert. He saved them from the hand of the foe, from the hand of the enemy he redeemed them. The waters covered their adversaries, not one of them survived. Then they believed his promises and sang his praise, but they soon forgot what he had done and did not wait for his counsel. In the desert they gave in to their craving, in the wasteland they put God to the test. So he gave them what they asked for, but sent a wasting disease upon them. In the camp they grew envious of Moses and of Aaron, who was consecrated to the Lord. 
The earth opened up and swallowed Dathan. It buried the company of Abiram. Fire blazed among their followers. A flame consumed the wicked. At Horeb they made a calf and worshipped an idol cast from metal. They exchanged their glory for an image of a bull which eats grass. They forgot the God who saved them, who had done great things in Egypt, miracles in the land of Ham, and awesome deeds by the Red Sea. So he said he would destroy them. Had not Moses, his chosen one, stood in the breach before him to keep his wrath from destroying them, then they despised the pleasant land. They did not believe his promise. They grumbled in their tents and did not obey the Lord. So he swore to them with uplifted hand that he would make them fall in the desert, make their descendants fall among the nations, and scatter them throughout the lands. They yoked themselves to the Baal of Peor and ate sacrifices offered to lifeless gods. They provoked the Lord to anger by their wicked deeds, and a plague broke out among them. But Phinehas stood up and intervened, and the plague was checked. This was credited to him as righteousness for endless generations to come. By the waters of Meribah they angered the Lord, and trouble came to Moses because of them. For they rebelled against the Spirit of God, and rash words came from Moses' lips. They did not destroy the peoples as the Lord had commanded them, but they mingled with the nations and adopted their customs. They worshipped their idols, which became a snare to them. They sacrificed their sons and their daughters to demons. They shed innocent blood, the blood of their sons and daughters, whom they sacrificed to the idols of Canaan, and the land was desecrated by their blood. They defiled themselves by what they did. By their deeds they prostituted themselves. Therefore the Lord was angry with his people and abhorred his inheritance. He handed them over to the nations, and their foes ruled over them. Their enemies oppressed them and subjected them to their power. Many times he delivered them, but they were bent on rebellion, and they wasted away in their sin. But he took note of their distress when he heard their cry. For their sake he remembered his covenant, and out of his great love he relented. He caused them to be pitied by all who held them captive. Save us, O Lord our God, and gather us from the nations, that we may give thanks to your holy name and glory in your praise. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Let all the people say, Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Read verse 43 again for me, please. Absolutely. Many times he delivered them, but they were bent on rebellion and they wasted away in their sin. That caught my attention as you read that. The ESV just says they were rebellious in their purposes, but bent on rebellion. Bent on rebellion. I mean, this psalm demonstrates that. It's like, here's rebellion and they are bent. They are just committed to rebellion, it seems like, over and over and over again. Yes. I just I, They're bent on rebellion. You know, and that, that sense of uh, the, the determination to rebel, that really doesn't come through in the New King James translation either. It says in verse 43 there, many times he delivered them, but they rebelled in their counsel yeah. and were brought low for their iniquity. And so, so that makes it sound like it's, sort of premeditated there is a determination but 
I, I don't think it comes across quite like using the word bent, bent to on. do it. Yeah. So here with ESV and the New King James, it's they, they were they were rebelling in their counsels, in their purposes. The NIV brings it up as their purpose was to rebel. Their counsel was, hey, y'all, let's rebel. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. This is what we need to do. We need to rebel against God. Which, as we talked about <laughs> earlier in the week actually highlights the greatness of God's mercy. Yes. Because his mercy, his loving kindness, his steadfast love is practiced in the face of this bent on rebellion people. And I think it gives voice to maybe struggles we have as Christians uh, with uh, ongoing sin or you know habitual temptations to us. It's like, man, I, it's like I'm bent to go do these things. Mm. Uh, I, that's not the way I want to go, but I go, and, and that Romans 7 kind yeah. of struggle. Right, which, of course, the difference for us and them is that they had nothing to provide them freedom from that, mm-hmm. which is why God sends Jesus, because mm-hmm. Jesus is the means by which we can escape that. Yeah. Uh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death, this, this body that seems to be bent mm-hmm. on that rebellious sin? Well, Jesus can. Jesus can deliver me from that. When Amen. I can be in Jesus, his strength, his power by his Holy Spirit, uh, among his people, surrendering, giving allegiance to him, he can break me free mm-hmm. from that mm-hmm. bent on rebellion that I seem to have developed throughout my life. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a powerful God. thing. We're talking about the steadfast love. This psalm begins and ends with that. Um, it's it it's really right right at the very beginning. The whole thing begins with praise the Lord. ESV here. Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his steadfast love endures forever. Is that that hesed again? Yes. Steadfast love is hesed. Yeah. And uh, he, he's good. His hesed endures forever. This loving kindness, this mercy, this favor, this this loyalty that lasts and lingers even in the face of nonsense. It's I think I might start calling it the nevertheless kind of love and commitment. And, and that's what we're seeing in this Psalm. But that phrase for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever is a little bit of a formulaic statement that comes up again and again. We've seen in many Psalms and you see it in a lot of Psalms, but I was just, as I was thinking, I, I remembered when Solomon built his temple mm-hmm. and it was done in Second Chronicles chapter 5, and what verse am I looking at here? Verse 13, verse, yeah, verse 13, as they're praising the Lord, for he is good, his steadfast love endures forever. Mm-hmm. We jump over to Ezra, when they've laid the foundation of the temple and they sing responsibly, praising and giving thanks to the Lord, verse 11, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever toward Israel. You know, I think that's interesting that yeah. as they're, Talking about being pattern-minded, here were folks that said, how did they praise God when they built the last temple? Let's praise God that same way. But here's this formulaic praise. He is good. His steadfast love endures forever. And we see that repeatedly. We see that also through the Psalms. One of the interesting things that that also brought to mind was the recognition that this Psalm is actually used when the chronicler Mm -hmm. records the Ark of the Covenant coming into Jerusalem. He quotes three Psalms. And this is one of the ones that he quotes. And after after quoting some of the other Psalms, we get to First Chronicles 16 and verse 35. Say also, save us, O God of our salvation, and gather and deliver us from among the nations, that we may give thanks to your holy name and glory in your praise. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Then all the people said, Amen, and praised the Lord. It's an, it's an interesting quote the way he does it, because... In the psalm, right at the very end, you've got the doxology, and 
and our chronicler includes the doxology from the psalm. Mm -hmm. But that very last line in our psalm says, oh, how, how, how does it go there? I've got to, I got to look at it again because it's not quite exactly the same. Oh, yeah. I've lost my page. But it is. It's, uh, you know, but blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting. Let all the people say amen. Yeah, let all the people. Let all the people so say So here in the chronicler, it's then all the people said amen and praised the Lord. So they, they've kind of adjusted, and yet it's still included. I, I really, I mean, Chronicles was written post-exile, mm -hmm. and so as they're coming back to tell this story, they're bringing in psalms that they think commemorate what's going on at this time. I'm, I'm fine with all of that. But just this recognition of how this language is used repeatedly throughout Scripture and how they used it, what we find, I think, is a great praise for the steadfast, abundant love of the Lord, how yeah. he has demonstrated himself again and again and again and again, allowing Jerusalem to be conquered and given to Israel, bringing his ark there, building the tabernacle, building the temple, building mm -hmm. the, the second temple, all of these things that are happening as God has continued his abundant, steadfast love towards his people, despite all the sinning they did all the way through all of that. Yeah, God is so, so great and greatly to be praised. I'm excited. I'm going to say this, I guess, a little bit in faith. No, a lot in faith. Uh, we're recording this a little bit early, but if, if I'm looking at the calendar right, I think this coming Sunday I'll be continuing my series on the name of the Lord from Exodus 34, okay. 6 and 7, okay. and it's actually going to be the lesson is the Lord abounds in steadfast love. We're, we're going to be talking about chesed this Sunday Perfect. in the in the lesson. I'm guessing that this psalm will come up. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. So everybody <laughs> invite you to join us this Sunday. Uh, you can go to the website christiansmeethere.org for all the times and locations. And it's time for us to go ahead and wrap up. Holy God, thank you for being our God. Thank you for being the God with abounding steadfast love. Thank you for loving David and allowing him to bring your ark into Jerusalem. Thank you for loving Solomon and allowing him to build your temple. Thank you for loving Zerubbabel and Joshua and allowing them to rebuild the temple. Thank you for loving us and bringing Jesus Christ into the world and allowing him to be sacrificed and on the third day to raise the temple of his body so that your present temple, your church, can exist and your spirit can dwell within us, and we can bring honor and glory to you, offering up the sacrifices of the fruit of our lips, and that we can be living sacrifices that prove what is good and acceptable and right, your will. Lord God, thank you for your love. Help us to love you. It's through your son Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.